Perspectives is a series of inspiring conversations with remarkable working women who are leading busy and successful lives. And my hope is that by listening to these conversations, they'll inspire you and to rethink maybe, or just think you're doing it right or change a few things. And also that you'll have some fun along the way while listening. So that I know will happen today because I'm talking with Monique Nelson, who is the CEO of Uniworld. Welcome. Thank you, Katie. CEO and chairman. Yes, chair and CEO. Okay, yes. let me not leave no. that out. <laughs> no, that's okay. No, it, it is an honor to actually be the chair of my board as well. I'm sure. So, well, tell, tell us a little yes. bit about, for the few people that don't know Uniworld sure. and what you do, Absolutely. tell us a little bit about it. So Uniworld is the longest standing multicultural marketing and advertising agency in the U.S. We are so honored this year to be celebrating our 50th anniversary in wow. July. So we were founded in 1969 you know, right in the heart of the civil rights era and really ushering in a new consumer uh, into the marketplace. So we're really proud to continue that journey um, of working with our growth audiences in the U.S. and beyond. And ultimately, we are super happy to be here. We have five offices. Uh, we're headquartered in Brooklyn, New York. We have an office in Atlanta, an office in Miami, an office in Detroit, and now we have an office in LA um, opening this year as well. So fantastic. That's, that's kind of us in a nutshell. I know that throughout your career, you always really took advantage, even when you were an executive assistant starting yeah. out yeah. Um, at Motorola, well, after having a career somewhere else sure. first and going to Motorola, that you always really took advantage of every opportunity. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned in your bio on Lean In about how even when you were an EA, you did everything you needed to do, but you got the opportunities to go to meetings that you wouldn't have been able to go to otherwise sure. and learn the business. Right. And I think a lot of people sometimes sort of get stuck in the here I am right now and they don't they don't realize the opportunities that, that they have around them if they're listening and learning. Right. Right. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Um, you know, I was a brand manager at Motorola and was, you know, working diligently in that space, really enjoying it, and was really looking to see what I could do to get into management. I knew that ultimately I wanted to run a business or run a piece of business or something along those lines. And I knew that I needed to understand how that worked. Uh, fortunately for me, I was able to find a sponsor that was really, really excited to mentor me and kind of usher me through my career. But one of the things that he said was, are you willing to take a role to kind of just sit beside me? And that was an EA role. And a lot of people thought I was insane. They were like, why would you become an executive assistant? And a lot of people think it's a receptionist. Right, or if it's an or it's an admin, and it's really not. not I really yeah. functioned a lot like a chief of staff. Uh, I worked on all of his, you know, his presentations. I worked on um, all of the strategies for how we were going to go out and get uh, clients, and how are we going to serve them, and you know, what were all of the components of growing the business. And ultimately, that landed me in rooms with board meetings and with the CEO of Motorola and the president of mobile devices. And I was able to be a fly on the wall and listen to how business was done and ultimately how minds could be changed and how do you motivate 
people internally as well as externally. And that was just an awesome experience. So that's actually even more interesting because you took a step back sure in did. order to take a lot of steps forward. Sure so you were really strategically thinking to yourself, how can I make the most of this situation? That's right. Yeah, I knew it was unique, right? And I didn't think that it was a demotion. I knew it was going to be more about an expansion of what I knew. And regardless of what other people thought, um, he basically told me that this was going to be an opportunity of a lifetime, and he was right. Shout did, out to Ron Garrett. I was going to say, did he stay your mentor? <laughs> yes, I haven't talked to him in a little bit, but yeah, he's he's uh, stayed in my life for quite a while. So another yeah. thing that I read as I was reading about you is that you said that in when you were younger, you were a performer mm -hmm. and a horseback rider, and that you always knew you wanted to be the lead. Mm -hmm. That resonated with me because I was a theater major, right. and I always and I always feel that I use my theater training in a lot of different ways right. in business, but that I wanted to sort of be the lead to. And I sure. think a lot of people, a lot of women specifically, mm. have that person, that lead in them, right. and yet they don't, even in this day and sure. age, they don't, they don't act on it. Right. What do you, do you have any advice for them? Yeah, just, I would say just follow it. Um, it's one of those things where I think we're waiting for permission, and I won't say that I wasn't in that position depending on where I was. But one of the things that I did do whenever I could was find that white space mm -hmm. and do a little something extra. I remember on my first job at International Paper, they didn't have a manual for new, new employees. Well, coming into the paper business was not easy. All the acronyms were ridiculous. Um, understanding pulp and, you know, bleach pulp versus natural pulp versus, you know, all of this vernacular. And I said, well, how do you get people into the system and out of the system? And they said, well, you just do it. And I remember writing the new employee manual. and people, Nobody asked you to? Nobody asked me to, but I just said this was more painful than it needed to be. Let me take the initiative, you know, and put that together. And it was one of those things that people really did appreciate. And, you know, who knows if it's still in play now, but I definitely know it was in play, you know, long after I left. That was, you know, 1996. And I uh, wanted to make sure that I, I did that and left something to, something tangible, you know, that people could hold on to and actually utilize. You know, I think if you're about doing, then leadership comes naturally. Mm -hmm. And you always knew you were a leader, or you wanted to be a leader. Always, yeah. I don't know where it came from. I didn't know what kind, I'll be brutally honest. I just knew that at some point I wanted to be the boss. <laughs> and however that manifested itself in the best situation possible for me, I wanted to pursue that. But I knew that I needed to learn first. Are there particular things that you bring to leadership that you want to share with other women sure. within your company that you make sure, like, have you changed things yeah. or done things differently? Well, yeah, one of the things that I spend a lot of time on is integrity, right? And bringing your total self to work. I think that's really, really important. Um, that's not always the case, and especially for uh, people of color mm -hmm. in this environment, it's not always easy to bring your total self to work. And I want to make sure that that's kind of off the table. Right? Mm -hmm. So like, just know you can be you in your totality. And then also just making it really comfortable for people to call you on your BS. Um, being okay to be a vulnerable leader, mm -hmm. I think is really important. Um, I bring my total self to work as well. I remember being pregnant. 
um, with my first child and being terrified to tell my team about it. Because? Because I had just bought the company, right? I had just bought Uniworld. I had just kind of started getting my, you know, getting everything going and then, oops, here I am like, okay guys, I'll be gone for a little while. <laughs> I'm gonna go have a baby. Um, but that was really par for the course, right? And I had to learn that, you know, letting them know what was going on with me was just as important. Mm -hmm. um, and being honest about what that would mean for them. And ultimately, both of my maternity leaves turned out to be fantastic. The teams did better while I was gone. <laughs> so it was a testament to really being open, honest, telling them how nervous I was about leaving, mm -hmm. um, you know, being really honest about also the struggle between knowing that I wanted that time with my children and wanted to be able to bond with them and not be split, you know, knowing that once I did go back to work, that was going to be a constant. Well, this is a perfect segue into the next thing I wanted to ask sure. you, which is about being a mom and having mm -hmm. such a high-profile position sure. where you need to be traveling around a lot and mm -hmm. put in a lot of hours. And um, that, to, to me, that was really why years ago I even started having these conversations with mm -hmm. women because for myself, now my kids are older, right. but for myself, I could never quite figure it out. And, right. You know, I was always walking around thinking I forgot something or I need to be doing something or feeling guilty. And I'm curious sort of how you balance or whatever word you like to use all of those things, your personal life, your mothering sure. and your career. So they'll tell you I'm kind of the drill sergeant. We, we live by a calendar. <laughs> we have an entire village that helps us with our family and our, our children. And ultimately that's the only way this works. Um, we knew that it was going to be about support mm -hmm. when I knew we were going to buy Uniworld. I remember talking to my husband about it, you know, saying, hey, I want to do this. And he was like, I get it. How do we, how do we help? Mm -hmm. right? My parents, how do we help? <laughs> my husband's parents, how do we help? You know, the nannies, the babysitters, um, the housekeepers, people making sure that everything moves while I continue to grow this business and make sure that we stay profitable <laughs> and stay relevant. But it's still a lot yeah. because there's still somebody That's right. overseeing that all these pieces are moving correctly, right? right. The personal pieces, I mean, yes. in-laws and your parents Absolutely. and the nannies. Yes. So it's a lot. It is. It is. It's a whole nother business. And, you know, there's a certain point in time when I have to sit down and plan that out as well. And we just make sure that everything's calendarized <laughs> to the best the of calendar. our ability. Exactly. I've heard that a lot, actually, from yes. very successful women, that everything needs to be on a calendar. It does, because you're so right. You will forget a Tic Tac, yeah. right? Like, it's just too much going on. And you don't want to miss Taekwondo. You don't want to miss the swim lesson. You don't want to you know, miss all the things that you want your children to enjoy and be a part of because you're overextended. Yeah. Right? Because you always are to an extent. So the best thing you can do is plan to the best of your ability. And I'm not telling you that you won't miss something. You will still miss something. <laughs> I, have, I have watched, you know, uh, what was the last one? The Christmas um, concert was on FaceTime. I mean, my husband was there. He held up the FaceTime. I got to see the concert, but I wasn't able to be there because I had a client uh, commitment that, you know, we had to make that call. And, you know, I, I always tried, I always traveled a lot in my career, and I always tried to be there for my kids. And my son is a musician. And I remember several years ago, he was in, oh, well, you have an office in Miami, so you know the Adrian Arch Center, maybe it's a big performing right. arts center. And he was going to be playing there. But he hadn't told us about it. 
like a true musician until, you know, so I was already about to leave on this trip that I had to go on. And I said to him, Max, I feel so terrible that I'm going to miss this. And he said, and he meant it in a nice way, I think. He said, Mom, don't worry about it. I'm, I'm used to you not being there. And I got on the plane to leave, and I couldn't stop crying because I thought, what am I doing? Aww. You know, but I think, but there were many, many, when I called my husband, right. his stepfather, to right. cry to him when I got there, he said, he doesn't mean it like that because there's been many, many things but that you've you been there. at. That's and right. he went, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it, so... But it is, you. a lot of times you do carry that around, just from the things that you do miss. Absolutely. Well, you're human. You're right? human. And you want to be there for everything, but you know that's not possible. Yeah. Right? And both of my parents worked. So my husband Mine and I, too. I'm always kind of like, why are we feeling so guilty? Right? <laughs> like, they weren't there. We're okay. Right? And my parents, too. <laughs> I mean, like, why are we acting like we have to be there every minute? Right? Like, they weren't. And they were um, far less fortunate than us. Yeah. You know? So... It's uh, it's one of those things where I think you you got to forgive yourself in the moment. You know, you know you're human. Nobody wants to miss anything. No. Um, that of, of course from that that precious person that you brought into this world. But ultimately they'll survive and they'll grow too. And ultimately you want to know, want them to know, that they can do whatever they need to do as well and still have a wonderful upbringing still have a wonderful connection to their parents. And you're setting a good and example for them of hard that's work. Right. That's right. Which, which you is, know. You see it. They're going to need it. That's right. They're going to need it too for the rest of their lives. That's right. That's right. Because so. I need them to run this business. When, <laughs> exactly. When They're done. lucky. <laughs> that's right. It's like, come on. I need you. Everybody needs to work in our household. Let's go. So just to finish off, I'd love to hear if you have one piece of advice that has helped guide you through your life and your career that you can share with us. Oh, wow. I know. I saw that question. I was like, that is so loaded. Um, Let me see. Um, One piece of advice, I think, is always to forgive yourself for everything. You are doing the best you can with the information you have at the time. And that's with everything. I live by three very key things. It's the key values of UWG, and it's respect everyone, right? Our clients, us as employees. It's integrity. It's be honest in every engagement, even if it hurts, even if it's hard. Do it. It's not as hard as you think once you get it out and write it out. And the last thing is to do everything with excellence, Mm. right? And that doesn't mean perfection. That means doing the best you can the information you have at the time. That's terrific advice. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thank you, Katie. I appreciate it. And thank you.